When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. If you look for it, every day has cause for celebration. Celebrate a friend for their promotion baby wedding life thing. Celebrate yourself for keeping the couch warm. It's no easy feat, especially if it's a big couch. Or maybe you just want to celebrate living in 2023 where you can get beer, wine, and spirits delivered from Drizzly in under 60 minutes without leaving said couch. So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com and get your favorite drinks delivered today. We don't get back to the beauty of the elegant design Bound to see the dimming of the light Bound to see the dimming of the light American Sunset That was a sample of Bruce Sedano's American Sunset. This is Pat Prince, editor of Goldmine Magazine. Welcome back to the Goldmine Podcast. Bruce Sedano is a singer-songwriter who has written music with the likes of Tommy James, Dolly Parton, Michael Jackson, just to name a few, and he has written hits with his wife, the late Donna Summer, mega hits, in fact, like Bad Girls. He has also put out a decent amount of solo work. His latest releases have been two this year, called Spirals. Uh, It was broken up into two volumes, released at different times during the year. The first release of Spirals, titled Volume 1, was subtitled Not a Straight Line to be Found. The other, the more recent, Volume 2, was subtitled Time and the Space in Between. Both are equally as good. His songwriting is more in the vein of Americana than, say, the dance music of Bad Girls. But in fact, Bad Girls was written on an acoustic guitar, and we'll sample his solo rendition of that song in the episode coming up. You'll be taken aback by the difference, believe me, but it's still got the New York City street smarts in its lyrics. So we'll be right back to talk with singer-songwriter Bruce Sudano right after this message from SingnessRadio.com. Hey, I'm Ronald Webb, and this is Patrick Prince. And together we host the Goldmine Radio Hour, the show that features the latest issue of Goldmine, the music collector's magazine. Tune in Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on CygnusRadio.com. Hey, Bruce, how are you? It's Pat Prince. Hey, Pat, I'm well. How are you doing? I'm good. 
So let's let's talk a little about about the new album or new EP, Spyro's Volume Two, um, Time and the Space in Between. Um, some yes, might not know that there was a Volume One, not a straight line to be found. Um, what is right. the? How do you describe the difference from Volume One, which was released earlier this year? Uh, well. The, uh, the difference is uh, c- kind of an evolution of uh, emotion, whereas, you know, uh, not a straight line to be found was kind of like uh, the awareness of, you know, dead ends and, and, the, and the surprise uh, of life and uh, the twists and the turns that happen along the way that are, you know, aren't anticipated, so to speak. You know, it, it, it's uh, it's more of a reflective piece in that I'm I'm kind of sitting in the place of uh, I I think the line for me that best uh, uh, exemplifies uh, Volume One is dreams and memories colliding in midair. So I'm kind of there sitting at a place saying, okay, this is where you know the the road has led me, and I'm kind of looking over my shoulder as to where I've been, and I, at the same time, I'm looking forward to where I'm going. Mm. You know, and uh, and volume two is more about just occupying uh, the time as I move forward. And and so uh, it, it, you know, it has songs, uh, and it has love songs uh, of, uh, of a new relationship and commitment, and at the same time, you know, uh, uh, some songs with uh, a social bent that, that are very in and of the moment mm-hmm. and, and then uh, you know one that kind of like uh, looks at three um, phases uh, of life and how each phase of life you know has its challenges to be dealt with I don't know if that answers your question yeah. but <laughs> that's what I have to say <laughs> which kind of makes sense of why it was released as two EPs, Volume 1 had five songs, Volume 2 has seven songs, instead of releasing it as yeah. just one album, right? Yeah, and, and you know, and, and you know, I, I, I'm aware of, uh, you know, there, there's a shift in, in uh, you know, consciousness, in, 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 in my opinion, anyway, of how to approach things, of where we're, we're more in a time, I, I think, where you, you, need to, you need a constant drip Gotcha. And so, you know, uh, you know, you put out an album and it's a lot of work and you have a lot of time and boom, it's out and, you know, okay, now what? You know, so, so, I, I mean, I was aware of that and I think that, you know, that, that played a part in, in my decision making as to why to do, to do it as two EPs, uh, as well as separating the, the, uh, consciousness of the records. Right. And the first volume, did you record it at different times, or was it all volume one and volume two recorded at the same time? Uh, they were recorded at different times. Mm. Uh, and, and, and the funny thing, uh, well, not that it's funny, but, but the, <laughs> the, the maybe interesting thing is that um, volume one was all basically recorded at the same time. Mm. Volume two, uh, some of the songs on volume two were recorded before the songs from volume one. Right. I noticed different studios on, on volume yeah. two. Volume two um, was, um, you know, 
you know, when you make a record, it's kind of a process, and, and I, I've done it many times, you know. So with volume two, you know, with volume one, I kind of exactly knew what was going to be on that record and what it was going to say and how it was going to go. Volume two was a bit of a mystery because there were a lot of songs in the offing of what could go on volume two, and it really wasn't until the last uh, couple of weeks, you know, before, like the week before I had to go to mastering that my manager, Cindy De Silva, came to me and said, you know, Bruce, there's that song, The Promise. You know, I really love that song. I would love for that song to be on this record. Uh, uh, but it was a song that I had uh, done, uh, you know, before uh, Volume 1. Mm -hmm. And I just felt like I could never get it right because... because uh, you know, I, I think it's a really good song, uh, and uh, uh, but but it's the kind of song that if you produce it in the wrong way, it just becomes sappy. Yeah. And I I, fe I felt like I wasn't able to find the right way to 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 get it, and so I just forgotten about it. You know, and and uh, so you know, she said to me, "Do me a favor." Go in, you know, uh, Randy Ray Mitchell is, basically I, I have two, two, two or three producers that, I, that I've worked with over the last, you know, five or six years. And that's Randy Ray Mitchell, uh, Steve Adabo, and uh, Mike Montali. So uh, Mike Montali had produced the original version of The Promise. So when Cindy said this, she said, you know, you're working with Randy on some tracks. Why don't you go in with Randy? We sing it and let Randy mix it with you, mm. and let's see what we got. So I went in and did that, and everybody w was really happy with it. And uh, uh, so I was like, okay. So you know, and right at that point, the color of the record started to change a little bit more because there were some other socially aware songs, mm. conscious songs that I, I, I thought were going to go on the record. Mm. And and with the promise going on, it kind of started to change the texture and and funnily enough the the day that randy sent me uh the mix he sent along another song um that he said you know you know i take a listen to this i i think this works well with the promise and when i looked at it i did i didn't recognize the song so i didn't even listen to it right at first because i thought well maybe he's sending me somebody else's song that you know i i don't know so it really wasn't until the next day I, I, I got up and I said, you know, let me listen to that song that Randy said. The song starts and it's vaguely familiar. Then the vocal comes in and I'm like, wait a minute, that's me. And so it, it turned out that the song was uh, It Don't Take Much, mm -hmm. which is on now on volume two. Right. And it was a song that I had done a, a few years ago that I had completely forgot about and, and really didn't even remember that I had done. And, you know, because I hadn't heard it in so long, I, I, and I was so surprised by it, and, and since I'm a big believer of, like, chemistry and when magic happens, I was like, wait a minute, this is all, this is like a little bit of magic that's happening here. So that's how the record kind of, in the, in the you know, 11th hour, took the shape that it took, and, and, you know, the picture became clear, and da-da, <laughs> yeah, it's a nice song. It reminds me of, uh, I don't know if you'll agree with this, but it has a sort of traveling Wilburys feel to it. 
No, exactly. You know, it exactly does. Seem to some a full-time job to give you what you need. To them it looks like your demands are more than they should be. I give you all I got. You know, and again, I, I was really surprised by it because I had forgotten completely about it. You know, and. Uh, it was Randy Ray Mitchell, my producer, who, you know, I, I guess I had done it with him a few years ago. And he said, hey, what about this one? But it's interesting because it comes right after Keep Doing What You're Doing, which to me has a sort of 1970s Dylan-esque feel to it. So it's a little bit of, yeah. I don't know if you, do you agree with that? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you know, it's funny because I, I always... You know, I always say when people ask me, like, you're doing what you're doing, I say, well, I don't know. I, I, I feel like I was channeling Bill Withers when, when, uh, when I was doing that because, you know, it kind of had a, a little bit of a ry- rhythm feel with the acoustic. And, uh, yeah. But, hey, I'll, I'll take, your, I'll take your, uh, your comparison all day. Yeah, because Dylan know? changed <laughs> from the 60s to the 70s. And I think yeah, it has yeah. – you also have – you emphasize um, – a world away from reality in the lyrics. It seems like this desire to escape from the evils of the outside world, even if it's for a short period of time. And that, that in itself is nice. my career I was you know in bands and and you know playing on the road and working with my wife so so when she passed away and, and I, I was like okay but you know it's, it's down to you now let's let's go uh, it's been an interesting process and and, uh, and you know a few of my previous records have you know dealt uh, a lot with loss and and you know in the whole process of, of walking through uh, that kind of tragedy. And, and uh, so when, you know, I, I met 
my current wife, because I, I, I got remarried uh, a couple of months ago, and I found that I could, you know, feel again and come alive again. It, it, it was for me, you know, escaping, you know, right. and it was a world away from reality. And uh, so, yeah. Well, many people might not realize your first wife was Donna Summer. And, um, you know, you, it was kind of like a, you know, power celebrity couple, which um, you wrote a lot of her. I mean, you wrote Bad Girls, didn't you? Yeah, co-wrote Bad Girls. Yeah. yeah. And someone listening to yeah. this album, listening to you for the first time, probably would not guess that you were behind the creation of a sort of a disco hit like Bad Girls in the late 70s, you know? I mean, it's yeah. it shows how well, ec you know, eclectic yeah. your songwriting is. Well, you know, when I, when I uh, play live, um, I will do Bad Girls in my set. You know, Bad Girls was written on an acoustic guitar. Ooh, I didn't know. You know, that. just the way I write any, I just the way I write any of my songs. So when I perform it live, mm. it's it's absolutely the same song, mm. but you know the color of it changes, you know, uh, you know considerably because it's just me and acoustic guitar doing it. You say I'm out on the street at night Picking up all kinds of strangers The price is right You can't score if your pocket's tight Do you want a good time? You ask yourself Who they are Like anybody else they come from near and far Bad girls Talking about the sad girls Sad, 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 sad girls Talking about the bad girls Now it's Friday night And the strip is hot Sun gone down And they're out to try Spirits high, legs look hot Do you want to get down? You ask yourself Who they are Like everybody else They want to be a star Bad girls Talking about the sad girls Sad, sad girls. And I say, this is how the song was written. You know, mm -hmm. we sat around, you know, I had my acoustic guitar, I played, and we sang, and we wrote this song. And it, and uh, and then in production, you know, production has a lot to do with, you know, uh, you know how songs are, how songs turn out, you know. So uh, certainly in the production of Bad Girls, in, in uh, Donna's record, it was certainly... Uh, a dance record and uh and a great one <laughs> but back to the the new album or the spiros volume two walking down the road to me is a standout sweet savannah she just turned 17 
Boyfriend's moving to New York City Tearing up her dream Don't know if she can take it Make it one more day But sooner or later we all find out Life can be that way Walking down the road We're all walking down the road It's a beautiful, beautiful song, but it's also about uncertainty, correct? Um, yes. You're walking yeah. down this road, and there may be beauty on both sides, yeah. but what lays up ahead? Yeah, right. You know, that, that, you know, and that's the one that I was referring to when I said, it, you know, it basically covers three generations. Because, you know, the first verse is the 17-year-old girl. Yeah. And the second verse is you know, the young couple with, with kids. Yeah. And then the third verse is, you know, the one whose kids are grown and the bills are almost all paid. And now what? You know, and it, it, we're all walking down this road dealing mm. with we don't know what. And, and the challenge is that every age group, you know, confronts, you know, yeah. uh, some, some are obvious and some aren't. So, uh, it kind of reminds yeah. you of Cat Stevens father and son where two related people are talking about, you know, the father saying, I've been down that road and yet the yeah, son is, yeah. doesn't understand it until he's actually right. walked it. So, um, right. Exactly. Yeah. And that's a great song. I love that song, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Now, the one that uh, I also really like is For the Sake of Humanity, and even American Sunset points this out, too, that um, it's political, it's, you know, there are political opinions on, in the songs, but they're positive ones where you're saying, we need to get back to the center. And I believe... Yeah that you're completely correct. It's a high wire act with no net for us all. And we live with the subtle fear of the trip and fall. Into some place that we've never been before. It's in the shadow. That much is clear And the ugly truth is all too real People gotta come together Really need to come together Seems like the inmates are running the asylum and they do things and they say yeah, everyone has their I think the problem is is that we put each other in these little categories either you're on the right or the left and human being human individualism right. doesn't work like that um, and the best place right. to be in a leadership is the center because you're right you know it's yeah. just gotten too extreme and now where most and, and that's where the majority of people are yeah you know, you, you you may lean right, you may lean left, but the majority of people, you know, are closer to the center. 
and you know we have much more in common exactly uh, and than, that's, than we don't you and know? that's and, where and, what a leader needs to push that's what the exactly. leader needs to promote is that that we have in common not our differences and that's the way right. to survive exactly. and that's you know that's what's made america yes. great and we're just too exactly we're too separate right now so i, I love that these you know the two songs i were you know mentioned um i mean american mm-hmm. sunset is more like you have for the sake of humanity which is saying you know we got to do this or else it will talk it will become the american sunset so they they're kind of connected right The reckoning It's been coming down the line For believing your own press Bridal selfishness Demons of deceit and denial The undivided truth Slipping through our hands Falling all in pieces on the The incandescent sky you recognize the dimming of the light If we don't get back to the beauty Of our elegant design Bound to die in the darkness Of a starless, soulless night Yeah, and and I I, I think that uh, you know the the conver- that for the sake of humanity is the next real conversation that you know we have to have as a country. Yeah. I mean, uh, th- this is this is you know we're you know uh, American Sunset is kind of a warning that yeah. hey hey look look at what's going on here you know if we don't write our ship and and for the sake of humanity is like you know. It's, it's up to you and me. Let's get back, you know, let's have a conversation. Let's get back to the middle. You know, we can work it out. <laughs> I, I completely agree. Yeah, good. <laughs> and I think it's a good message yeah. for people to listen to both those songs, yeah. possibly together. I wish they were, I wish they appeared back to back almost on, on the... Uh, I, it's, it's interesting because I, I, I went back and forth with that. I, I even did a version of the sequence with them back to back. And ultimately, it was decided by my manager and my publisher, who basically said to me, Bruce, you should break them up, because uh, back-to-back, it, it's just a little bit too heavy. Mm. So I went, oh, okay. I mean, you know, I mean, it's, there is no right and wrong in these things, I guess. So, so no. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, so I, I, went, I went with that. I'm like, okay. You know, so uh, oh, plus someone could take the CD but, and put it digital and do their own little. They could put it back to back on their um, hey, iPhone. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Sequence it how you like, right? Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about your past, though. A lot of people might not know. You know, you're you were born in Brooklyn, and yeah. then you learned your craft in the New York City nightclubs in the '60s. So you witnessed a lot of that. God, where a lot of the classic rock, folk, blues, where a lot of that originated, that developed, you know, I mean, 
Dylan was yep. touring yep. there in the early 60s. And Tommy James yep. became sort of a mentor for you, right? Yep, uh, he did. I um, met Tommy in 1968. <clears throat> My band, uh, Alive and Kicking, was uh, the house band at a, a club called The Cheetah, uh, which was in Manhattan, and it was on uh, 52nd Street between 8th and 9th Avenue. Mm. Tommy lived uh, you know, like right around the corner. Mm. So um, he saw the band uh, and liked the band. And, and uh, so I literally, you know, I was still in my teens. I, li- I literally would like on breaks, you know, because I was, we were, we were the house band. We were basically playing there six nights a week uh, for months at a time. And, and uh, so on breaks in between sets, I would go to Tommy's apartment around the corner, you know, try to write songs with him. Mm. So uh, fortunately, and then he started taking, you know, taking me into the studio uh, because where he recorded was not far from there. And, you know, back in those days, this is 1968, uh, you know, it, you couldn't just get into a studio to record. It's like when I was writing songs that, you know, in my teens, I memorized songs by playing them over and over and over again. I had nothing to record them on. Right. So when I wrote a song, I, I you know, I, you know, I, you know, I, I lived in the basement of my parents' house and I, 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 my, my parents would like stomp on the floor and say, why do you keep playing that song over and over again? I was like, <laughs> the only way I can remember it, right. you know. So, uh, so when I got to go in the recording studio, it was a big deal, and and Tommy was just gracious, you know, and you know, and he was he was at the peak of his career right at that time with with uh, you know Moni Moni and and uh, Crystal Blue Persuasion and Crimson and Clover, and I think we're I mean he he was he was the man then, you know, yeah. and uh, so I got to be in the studio with him and sing backgrounds on some things and then ultimately co-wrote a song for him called Ball of Fire and and uh, and then ultimately he produced my band Alive and Kicking and, and we had a hit so uh, which which songs did you get to, to sing on of any of his hits yeah I, you know I I I think I sang on Crimson and Clover yeah I'm not sure yeah. I don't I, I don't. I honestly don't remember what songs they were, but, but uh, um, I think there was a song called "Sweet Cherry Wine." Mm. Uh, you know, I, I don't. I don't. You know, I honestly don't remember, but but uh, but I was there. Yeah. <laughs> do you do you um? And, you know, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was saying, and Tommy and I are still friends to this day. So, yeah. uh, do you ever think of writing songs with them again? That would be interesting. Uh, you know, um, haven't, uh, I, I did a show in, in New York about a year ago at, um, the cutting room, uh, there's this, uh, room in New York called the cutting room and, and, uh, Tommy came and, and, uh, I hadn't seen him in a while. You know, we talked about, we have to get together and, uh, but we just haven't done it yet. So, uh, cause basically I live in Los Angeles and in Milan Mm. And he he's uh, and he's in Jersey, so so uh, we haven't really been able to hook it up. But I would love to. I mean, it oh would yeah, be fun. that would be a uh, everything would be a, sort of a complete circle, right? I mean, starting it would be out a full with... circle thing, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe I maybe that's something I I I try to make happen for, for the future. Yeah, I hope I planted a seed. Um. <laughs> yes, I think you did. <laughs> 
<laughs> but it's yeah. interesting now if you look at New York. Okay, you're from Brooklyn, and you had this scene in the village and, you know, on the west side. And now it seems mm-hmm. New York City, even the village, has become, I don't know, if, you know, they use the word gentrified, but it seems like Brooklyn's the place to be. <laughs> Not the yeah, village. Well, no, it, 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 it's it's true. Brooklyn is, uh, you know, Brooklyn is. Well, you know, there's a song on <laughs> Volume One, which is called "Back in the Neighborhood," right. and uh, "Back in the Neighborhood" is basically a song about gentrification of Brooklyn. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, so, uh, so, yeah. But yeah, Brooklyn is. Uh, you know, I love Brooklyn. You know, I. Uh, I have a whole theory about, you know, how different places have different spirits. Right. And, and uh, you know, Brooklyn has the spirit of the dreamer, you know. And, uh, I, you know, I always say that in Brooklyn, you know, you could be, you know, a plumber could be living next door to a neuroscientist. Yeah. You know, and on the other side, you know, I mean, it, it's just such a melting pot of all different kinds of people from all different walks of life. You know, the thing for me was that, you know, it was a place to dream from because, you know, right across that bridge was Manhattan and that was the place where you can make anything happen. You know, I, I even have one of my daughter's name is Brooklyn. I didn't know yeah, if you know yeah. that. But, but, uh, well, I mean, Walt Whitman so was from I'm Brooklyn. Brooklyn Walt Whitman was from Brooklyn. He's, he's about as sure. poetic of a dreamer as... You probably could ever get right. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's for sure. So, so, so what? What is next? You got you got these two albums out. Of course, there's the pandemic going, so it's hard to, to yeah. tour. Um, but you could be writing new songs and um, thinking about Volume One and Two for the next album uh, for 2021. Well, I, 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 I most certainly am writing new songs. I've actually already started recording some new songs. <clears throat> you know, I, I've done a bunch of uh, uh, online shows for different yeah. things. Uh, I, I'm doing uh, a set on uh, election night for iVoted.com. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm doing things like that. And and I also uh, uh, like to, uh, with each record, I do a few different videos. Because uh, 
I miss it. You know, I've, I've been playing live my whole life and, and, uh, you know, last year, uh, my, my last tour was a, a UK tour, uh, opening, uh, for Colin Bloodstone, uh, oh. from the zombies, uh, and a whole UK tour. And we had a, we had a, a, a great time and it was a great tour. And, and uh, he's a great guy. Uh, Tom, I, well, I've interviewed him. Colin a few times. is, is, yeah. uh, yeah, he's a great guy, Colin. He's a he's a sweetheart. Yeah, and, uh, and well, super talented and a great voice. I think you hit on something though with the as you point out the drip drip of material being released because um, even Kevin Godley from Ten CC is releasing in his new album. He releases I think it's a song a week digitally, and then later he releases mm-hmm. a CD of it. And I think that it's neat mm-hmm. to get keep the people their attention span on you. Um, yes, it's almost like yes. what the '60s, where you had to release two or three albums a year <laughs> or release singles. Yeah, you know, and, and it was all singles exactly. Yeah, you know, I'm 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 pondering. You know, I haven't done any vinyl for uh, either of the Spirals records. Yeah, yet, but I'm I'm, I'm contemplating doing uh, a vinyl. Uh, you know, of volume one on one side and volume two on, yeah. the, on, the, uh, on the other side. And I like and, uh, and I so like the I... the artwork that you've been getting for your CDs, and somehow if yeah. you can incorporate that um, yes. onto the vinyl or with the vinyl packaging, I think that would be very cool. Yes, yeah. The artist is uh, he's a, a very uh, well-known Irish artist. Mm. His name is uh, Patrick Timoney, mm. and, and uh, uh, he's a he's a friend of mine. Uh, I, you know, my my new wife is uh, an art gallerist. She has yes. a, a gallery in Milan and, and a gallery in New York, and uh, represents a number of you know international artists. Right. And, and uh, so I, I've been you know having my foot in this art world uh, a little bit and I've gotten to meet quite a few artists and uh, Kadrega and I just really hit it off and uh, you know he kind of be- became somebody who like every time I did a show would show up my shows and, and uh, so when it, you know when I had the concept for Spirals 1 and 2 I went to him and I said you know would you create something for this or do you have anything that yeah. would be appropriate and and uh so yeah he delivered uh he, he delivered the covers and, and yeah. uh, packaging yeah, packaging cool. and art is in again which i you know obviously gold mine readers love yes. <laughs> so yes. so yes. i hope so exactly. yeah keep uh, keep us informed about that and thanks bruce for taking the time well same to you pat i, I appreciate it and um look forward to meeting you one of these days and in the meantime stay well and and uh let's see what happens yes <laughs> thanks so much bruce it was okay. a pleasure talking to you man same here hope we do it again sometime yes thanks, thanks man Bye-bye. Bye. thanks bruce it was great talking with you listeners don't forget to pick up spirals volume one and two the latest subtitle time and the space in between we sampled plenty of songs so you could know what to expect good quality songwriting from bruce sedano okay hope you come back to the goldmine podcast this is pat prince editor 
We'll see you for now. Don't forget to go to goldminemag.com to get exclusive content, and you'll find out how to get a percentage off the subscription price. Also, don't forget to look on the newsstand for Goldmine in Print at Barnes & Noble and Books A Million Select Stores. Okay, thank you. Catch you next time on the Goldmine Podcast, a proud member of Pantheon Podcast. Bye now. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.